Absolutely. Making well, it. We also will need you to do that if that's if that's cool. <laughs> that's for bonus content. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people have been asking us for the Matt Christman twerking video. That's been <laughs> that's been a tear on our Patreon for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been working on it. We've tried some deep fakes, but none of it's quite worked out. Yeah, like <laughs> I I I ran it through I ran it through like the Dali thing and it just kept putting your head on back to front and I don't know I I started to too think it was maybe a little bit weird yeah too many fingers head on back to front just not just not the just not the vibe yeah you need the you need that sense of authenticity that you can only get from a real yeah a real twerk yeah exactly mm-hmm. so that is why yeah. we are going to need uh, to see that <laughs> off you <laughs> in the next hour or so. Just at have some those, point, whenever, just you know, those mat we'll, twerking we'll videos you, on my desk. <laughs> we'll let you. We'll let you. We'll so let you JJ warm up. Jonah Jameson thumping the table. Um, <laughs> we'll let you. We'll let you warm up. Get comfortable, but um, we yeah. are gonna need to see that. We love to see it. Um, and and for the listener, hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast, which is allegedly about the hit '90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week, as the uh, uh, basic object permanence having members of the audience may have already <laughs> observed, uh, we are joined by a very special guest all the way from the United States. It's Matt Christman. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's been a it's been a, it's been a week. When, yeah, whenever we whenever we podcast with California, we have this kind of thing where like you you're weary because it's early and we're weary because it's late, and it's <laughs> this these two different these yin and yang wearinesses mm. that we're bringing to the show. Yeah, in my experience, that's some of your finest podcasting is when everyone just, just just sort of exhausted. praying for death. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I I wish I'd had time to pray for death today. I've had time to pray for death. Oh, okay. So I've done that. I've done that, that for both of us. Yeah, well, I scheduled it in early. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, they say uh, that's the just, trick. If you just make 10 minutes a day every morning, it really makes a difference. Yeah. But you've got you've to make a routine of it. Got to do it before you even pick up your phone. <laughs> Praying for death really should be the absolute first thing you absolute do. Absolute first thing you do. In the morning. Wake, Otherwise, up, wake up, do your sun salutes, pray for death. Yeah, that's all right. Otherwise, they'll think you're not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Seinfeld episode we've watched this week is uh, season seven. I forget what episode it was. Episode three. Season seven, episode three. I've just typed in season seven to Google. That's so not, that's uh, we can happen. tell you quite a lot about RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm quite interested yeah, se- in what the yeah. autocomplete is for yeah. just season seven. Correct. It's season seven, <laughs> episode three, The Maestro. Um, a, a very a very off-piste episode of Seinfeld, I thought. I disagree. I think this is a cracker. A, see, that I'm wasn't a really a value judgment. It was just unusual in many ways. It's unusual, uh, at least in one respect. Very few Seinfeld episodes refer and ref- reference stuff from previous episodes. This one mm-hmm. almost feels like the second half of a two-parter. It is, yep. Mm. True. Yeah. yeah. True. It's also um, it's also another one where Jerry takes a back seat. We do not have we do not have a monster of the week for Jerry. No. No. no? Yeah. Um, Jerry is not. He's not had to slay anyone. We find out about um, we find out about uh, Costanza's uh, first forays into uh, the labor movement. Yeah, which yeah. is a, a new thing, and uh, we never see that again because it, it doesn't doesn't work out. Yeah, very I was well. enjoying Costanza's union man arc here. Yep. this is good. Costanza is a union man. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what we've. He learned. does not scab. It's also one of the rare episodes which is based on not based on a real life event, as in something that happens to one of the writers, but like based on. 
a real life a discourse news event. story. Yeah. Mm. Um, which okay, we talked a little bit about this last week, and I'm interested. I'm interested in uh, in your two's view on this because I actually don't know whether it is the case that people know that the kind of the general cultural understanding of the McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit is bullshit or not. I don't know whether people know that or if it's like one of those one of those like kind of tiresome like fact people who were just like, yeah, but like did you know that like that lawsuit was like like the reason that it was a lawsuit was because she had third degree burns and like it was completely reasonable and everyone pretended that it wasn't reasonable and was insane. But mm. I don't know which it is. I don't know if it's like. I think most people don't think about it at all. I'm, well, yeah. I think. Well, I'm point, thinking no about it cares. now. I'd ask yeah. you to both think about it now. I would say anybody <laughs> who knows about it and thinks about it now knows that uh, actually it was a legitimate lawsuit and the, mm. the, yeah. the coffee was way too hot and it scalded her and all that. Anybody who would. The, the received idea was something that people who just casually consumed news in the 90s knew about. At mm. this point, those those same people have forgotten about it or died um, mm. and or if they're younger than that, never heard about the story in the first place. Mm. You only know it to have that actually with it. Yeah. So that's interesting. Where, where I heard about this story the most was when I lived in Russia because the, the Russians thought this was like a hilarious example of how, you know, in America, if bad things happen to you, you could get compensation. Whereas in Russia, obviously, this would like the Russians find the, the Russians idea just say, well, of course, this is life. Of any kind of restitution, absolutely hilarious. Because the Russians are like, hey, yes, if a garbage truck runs you over, you're just dead now. There is no, your family gets nothing. This is, you should not have stood in the way of garbage truck. That's their, you know, that's their position on that. And so the hot coffee lawsuit, it really cut through mm. in Russia. Interesting. You know, the decadent West. So if you want to hear, so if you want to hear about it now, you either have to like find like a QI fan mm. or go to Russia. There's your two yeah, options. Yeah, basically. Or I was like, surprised. Or yeah. like be a, like a you're wrong about person. Oh, God, yeah. You don't want to be correcting people. Um, but yeah, so there's a, the, this episode is, is, is hot coffee-centric or coffee-centric coffee in general, centric. you could say. Um, and we open with a bit, uh, as we so often do. The bits are back. Elton John voice, the bit is back. We don't open with a bit. We do open with a bit. Jerry goes in on the concept of coffee. Did you not see this? No. It's Yeah. What? No. Yeah, he's like, it's the only drink you have to keep saying no to. Oh wait, yeah, no, no, so I do remember this. Sorry, no, 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 I do remember this. It's because I watched it last night oh. after working all day, so I have no idea what Fair I was enough. looking at. I'm not getting offered coffee that much. I don't know, Matt. Have you? Do you think you have to fend off coffees on every street corner? Is this an American thing? There's a lot of coffee over here. Mm. They, we love it. Got to be productive. I am. I do not drink coffee. I never. I never Ooh. acquired the. Mm, never acquired the, the coffee uh, taste. The taste for it. I. I never did the grown-up thing of forcing myself to like it. So. I did that oh, with right, alcohol, okay. but I never got a, I could never pull it off without with uh, with coffee. So uh, all these coffee based storylines, they kind of leave me a little cold in that respect. Oh, yeah, unlike the coffee which was spilled, which was very hot. What do you what are you, what are you drink? Very hot. What are you drinking in the morning? Is that uh, that more alcohol, or are you just? Uh, <sighs> I mean, just I would raw? just be tired. Like okay. I, I mean, now <laughs> I don't have to get up. Like now, my solution is having a not having a real job. I don't have yeah. to get up, so yeah. I don't have to jolt myself but when i did mm. have to get up in the morning to do a job i would just be tired ah yeah, yeah well that's, dog the, in life. that's the that's yeah. the that's the stoical approach that's the russian approach just be yeah. tired just be tired who do you think you are being a uh, being awake and feeling good about the world in the morning 
That, I did sort of take you. it as 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 read that if I wake up at six a.m. to go to Barnes and Noble to work there, I'm not going to be chipper. I'm not going to be bright. What, what, what am I going to do? Jam adrenaline into my heart to to go do this job? Mm. The plot. I just of crank figure that very, like very the boring. act of going through life would eventually wake me up, and it usually does. Hmm. Yeah, eventually, at a certain point, sooner or later. Yeah, it's getting through that initial stage, the mm. the, the 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 horror of like being born onto this world again. Um, the horror of being born onto this world. You know, you're just you're asleep, you're vibing, you're having a great time, and then suddenly there's like a loud noise, and you're like resting oh, in the great womb everything, of night. Everything hurts. Yeah, I, I, the <laughs> everything comedian, hurts. Comedian Pierre Novelli had an amazing bit about this. He's like, I don't understand morning people, like people who just wake up at six a.m. and they feel ready to start their day. So like, I wake up every morning in agony. My eyes are like Ferrero Rocher in their sockets. I'm like, yeah, this is this why, is my life. Why does everything hurt? Oh, Everything shouldn't hurt. You're not even thirty. Yeah, the worst. The Matt, worst do you thing hurt is the in the morning. Is this something that just like just happens? Uh, I mean, I'm always in pain, so it's just sort of a mm. reacquaintance with the Re- reacquaintance bodily with, with the pain. Are, uh, I see. Yeah. My constant companion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, like, you're in the night womb, no pain, and then yeah. you wake yep. up, and, and then, then waking into pain. Yeah. Hello, like, pain, my old friend. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The, the the trauma of being born. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've come to ache with you again. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 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 a I'm a morning person. I'm a morning psycho. Yeah, so this yeah. uh, this has absolutely no <laughs> this has no meaning for me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you drink coffee in the morning? Uh, I do. Yeah, but I don't have okay, to. That, I just you're like not it. a morning person. Then that's just cheating. No, I just like <laughs> it. Anybody can be a morning person if they're injecting themselves with fucking caffeine. Yeah. I'm not injecting. Phoebe is I am a psycho though. She wakes it. up at like five a.m. It's like extreme morning I do, person. No, oh yeah, I wake up at like five. 15-ish, and yeah. then I get up at quarter to six. Yeah, that's brutal. Can I even weird? No matter how much coffee you give me, that would that would ruin my day. I don't have coffee until like seven. Yeah, For the first like hour or so, I'm like a monk. You'd have to give me IV coffee to get me out of bed at that time of the morning, or or like cocaine or something. I don't know. Well, I have cocaine. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Got a little little Na- dish on the bedside coffee. table. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the kind of coffee that God wants you to drink. <laughs> Please, I'm trying to I'm trying to kick caffeine. I'm going Coke only. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll get you. I did actually, I did live with a guy briefly in Russia. He used to use cocaine to get himself out of bed in the morning because he used to work till like 2 a.m. and then have to get up again at like 7. Um, Do you have any stories about Russia that aren't bleak? It's a bleak place. <laughs> okay. It's a very bleak place. Fair enough. Um, and then, he, yeah, he just used to do a big line of Coke and then drive to work. <laughs> um Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's grind set. I respect. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, one big line. Yeah, yeah. You can't go overboard at seven a.m. Even he understood that. It was it was like a moderate. Did he alternate nostrils, or did he have like one massive nostril, like a bassist, <laughs> like worn away? Yeah. <laughs> I presume he alternated, but I didn't. I didn't really look into the details. Um, I'd have looked into the detail, but yeah. you know, that's just me, a morning person. Yeah, that was the yeah no. That's um, just me. It's just what I do. Yeah, you're a detail. You're detail oriented. But yeah, yeah so J- I have Jerry, a deep curiosity about the lives of others. Jerry's yelling about being offered coffee all the time and having to turn it down. I feel like this strikes me as more the British experience of tea, because I've been to America and you can you can buy coffee easily there, mm. and you may be offered it directly on occasion, but it's not. It doesn't seem all all imposing. Okay, but cool. in Britain, the trying if you if you don't drink tea in Britain, that is like. That's a millstone around your neck. Like mm. people question you about it. Uh, they're like trying to make you have a cup of tea anyway. They're, they're taking offense. 
Yeah, that I is took, true. I did a I did a mm-hmm. full tea service one time in England in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. <laughs> going the, to the original. The, <laughs> yeah, with the big stacked, the small apple. Uh, you know, the big stacked dishes and the oh, triangular yeah, the shape sandwiches and, and the cakes. Yeah, and I gotta say, uh, after it, my hands were like shaking <laughs> from the caffeine and sugar. I felt like I was geeked up. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, but and I enjoyed like- that. It's like tea is a smooth landing on the caffeine front. You're fine if you have a have a little cup of tea. Just a bit of You pep. might have had like nine cups. That's true. You might full have, tea that's service. true. That's true. Yeah, you can you can get you can get pretty hopped up on tea if you drink enough of it, but I've never I'm not a tea drinker, so So I wouldn't know. Yeah, I've many I've heard tell. Do people try to talk you into liking tea? Um yeah, all the time. That's weird. Do, my family are cockneys. They like they, they they take such umbrage to the fact that I don't drink tea. I mean, not my immediate family because they're used to it. But any kind of like, so my grandmother has Why like don't you mild claim that dementia. It's an anti-imperialist now. stance. Yeah, that's that. That'd go over well. <laughs> um, yeah, my grandmother has mild dementia, so she offers me a cup of tea like nine times. Mm. Except this doesn't make sense because I've never drunk tea, and she hasn't forgotten the past. She just forgets stuff that's happened recently. Mm. And she's going like, "Since when do you not drink tea?" And I'm like. Since forever, I've ne- you, I've literally never accepted a cup of tea off of you in thirty years, and she's like, "News to me." <laughs> I'm like, "Is it? Is it news to you?" I think sometimes your grandma's just fucking with you. I genuinely yeah, maybe. do. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes she'll get mad at me making her a cup of tea. That's another classic. Why? Because she'll forget that I asked her if she wanted one, and then she'll be like, "He's making me a cup of tea. He's not even asked if I want one." No, I'm like, "Well, I have." You just. But also, that's a weird thing to get annoyed about. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I've okay. got a tangent here about um, my grandmother's what, see, peccadilloes. What, see, what I think that he's yeah. getting at is he's talking about like being being like a diner or a, mm-hmm. or a cafe where they do coffee They're refills. They're trying to refill, yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. Isn't that... Do, Matt, can you uh, be our American correspondent on this one? Is this is this is this just a thing on TV or is this something that actually happens if you're sitting in Wait, a cafe? Which thing? If Incessant you're sitting in a cafe, do they, are they always trying to like refill... Your coffee from like a big pot that they keep on the burner. If you go to a diner, yeah, I mean they'll come along mm. and try to refill you. I think a good mm. one, a conscientious diner. A conscientious yeah. diner. You ever seen yeah. Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, this you is what this goes, is what we, we've been here for. for a long fucking time. She's only filled my cup two times. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I think that's why I'm getting I'm here. I want to be filled six times. Six times. What if she's too fucking busy? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's there's an expectation that they're going to keep the cup filled. Mm. But only really at diners. Only mm. at diners. Okay. It's a very, it's a very like Twitter screen name thing, like De Conscientious Diner. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that being a type of guy. Um, yeah. No. Because actually, I remember like one of my sister's friends in the in the states came on a business trip to the UK and came, was out in lunch somewhere in London and had like nine cokes during the course of lunch because he assumed they were just free, like refills. And then was presented with a bill for nine cokes, and was like, "Oh my god!" And then, uh, but then my question to him was, "How did you drink nine cokes?" <laughs> yeah, I think that's burying the lead. Yeah, um, you don't mean nine lines. No, sadly, no. that would have been. I would have respected that. You more. would be surprised if you were billed for that in a cafe. You would, yeah. I mean, it would be a great cafe. I'd go again. Um, just just having the option is nice. Um, but yeah, so we get into the meat of the episode. <laughs> And um, uh, George has gone shopping with Susan for clothes, and he becomes a he becomes obsessed with a security guard who doesn't have a chair to sit on. Mm. But it's also Susan's uncle's store. Ah, okay, I missed so that. So this part, is right. like um, so this is all part of her kind of wasp dynasty 
They can't mm. really decide why Susan is a mega rich wasp. In the pocket of Big Shop. She's in the pocket of Big Shop, yeah. But anyway, mm. it's, it's this place called Ross's. So the clue right, okay. is right there. It's right there in the name. They could have been a bit more inventive, if you ask me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the family money comes from friends. <laughs> but they have That's a whole they have a whole conversation about it and she says and he says, No, aren't you concerned about the security guard? And she says, No, not really. And he's like he's like, What kind of person is this? Who am I marrying? Because Costanza mm. in the interim has uh, had his consciousness raised and is now a union man. Yeah. He can't draw anyone else in on this. No one else is uh, willing to be inveigled by Costanza into well, it's what happened when the working he got, man. Well, it happened when he got sent to Cuba. Oh yes, to negotiate the uh, the deals with Castro. He's he's a fucking no passeran guy now. Yeah, <laughs> he cares about the chair. He does. Um, he does care about. This is the kind chair. of George's plot arc. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kramer is trying to get compensated for spilling hot coffee on himself in the previous episode, mm-hmm. as discussed up top. Yeah. Um. And he has he has a fun lawyer. He a does. Fast talking lawyer. Yep. Fast talking, fast thinking, and yep. he's going to make Kramer rich. Uh, the lawyer has, I think, some of the best lines in this whole in this whole episode. There's uh, a bit when um, Kramer puts a bomb on uh, on his burn, and uh, his lawyer says, "Do you know what a bomb is? Have you ever seen a bomb?" Which I think is just a beautiful bit of writing, and I wish I'd written it. Mm. That's my yeah. that's my take. It's it's hard to know the clear difference between a bomb and a cream and any other kind of ointment. Matt, do you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I could never tell what it, it's like jam and jelly. It's all very vague to me. Mm. You guys, I'm, have you guys talked about who, what Jackie Childs is based on? No, before no, because this, this? this is the first being British no, and children. The, yeah, because of being British right. children, children, you probably don't know that. Yeah, unfortunately. So Jackie Childs, his lawyer, is is based on Johnny Cochran, who is one of the lead attorneys for O.J. Simpson in his murder oh. trial. Oh, that's oh, really that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Like his whole mannerisms and everything—it's all based on this guy Johnny Cochran, who who helped get OJ off. He he famously uh, said after they had him try to the uh, try on the glove mm. from the murder yeah. scene and it didn't fit on his hand. He said, "If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit." And then they referenced that directly in a Seinfeld episode with uh, Sue Ellen Mischke, the candy bar heiress, and her bra. And is that, so so is this why the audience like die laughing every time he opens his mouth because they like recognize this yeah, reference? Yeah, they know what the, ah, the, the joke gotcha. is there. You, and you, this you, is you, uh, the British children do not understand. And this is Kim Kardashian's dad, right? No, no, that's Robert Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, I, he was. No, uh, I, I know it was a involved it, in the. I know it was a silly joke. Oh, yeah. because I assume that her father is not called Johnny Cochran because that would be quite surprising. Well, I don't know what you people know over there. She's Apparently, a, you, you don't know, know not not Jackie Childs is, is Johnny Cochran. I don't know what else you're, yeah, you're that's true. Uh, unaware of. You don't know what, kind of, what kind of gaps in the knowledge we've got know, over yeah, here. I know what you're dealing with. Yeah, that that's would be true. funny if the not Kardashians much. were stealing Armenian valor. They were like yeah. deep cover. <laughs> that would be funny. That's why I said it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of layers here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, get the, don't, don't get the Kardashians started on Nagorno-Karabakh. Um they're covering up for something. Being accused of doing Armenian face. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That would be interesting. By share. None of the. I mean, none of the Kardashians have their original face, so it would really. Many, sure, that's true. That's true. Many elements of. Um, yeah, my girlfriend was taking me great pleasure, taking great pleasure in showing me. Taking me great pleasure. Taking me great pleasure <laughs> in showing me uh, the pre-surgery pictures of all the various Kardashians the other night, and I was like, "Huh, this is like real." Well, they don't even look similar. I was shocked. This is, you know, this is kind of like female arcana here. You know, as a man, you're just taking this stuff at face value. You're just, you're seeing female, the finished runner. <laughs> female arcana. 
Do you think that cosmetic surgery is like a dark art? No, no. I mean, rather <laughs> knowing like who's had it and what they look like before, I think is a kind of female arcana. I don't think many. I don't think many men keep up to date with you know who's who's had what surgery and what they used to look like. Well, if you know who they, you can if, obviously tell when someone's had a bad job. If done. you know who they are, then they have had something done to themselves. That's <laughs> the act even... of becoming famous is a transformative one. No. It's just that every pe- mm. every famous person like fucks around with their face a little bit. Acaster. Yeah. Um, well, Acaster's had the buckle fat removal. Yeah. Yeah. Trump obviously had the BBL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can see there's there's no way that's a natural ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's got too much cake back there. Yeah. Um. Right. Well. Yeah. Too much on the parcel shelf. So yeah, we've got we've got the we've got Johnny Cochran the lawyer. Yeah, Johnny Cochran the lawyer. Johnny okay. Cochran the lawyer got got OJ off, and Thank now you. he's focused on on uh, Kramer's on coffee lawsuit. Some money for Kramer. Now Thank he's you now very he cares much for about this intelligence, Matt. That's actually that's actually quite useful because I just always thought that he's just a that he's just a, that he's just a comical side character, but <laughs> but apparently not. We sat our British ass down and, and we listened. listened. Yeah, we did. Um, so yes, uh, we've got that that plot line. He's the lawyers negotiating hard for Kramer to get a big money settlement. But so I realised I was planning on challenging about something. There's a there's a very obvious difference between a balm and an ointment. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Because a balm is a kind of semi set, mostly kind of translucent and in, in the main. Right. But it's like semi set, and then it like melts upon like heating. Whereas an ointment is an extruded cream. Yeah. Extruded yeah. cream, you say? Okay, yeah. well that explains. It has it. to be extruded, otherwise it's not an ointment. Extrude if that it's shit. A, if it's in a tub, then it's cream. Don't, if you're squeezing it through a tube, it's an ointment. Don't talk to me until unless yeah. you've been extruded. That's right. Well, hang on. So you can't have a cream in a tube? Is that what you're saying? You can have a cream in a tube, right? But if it's a bit lighter and looser in texture, then it's an ointment. Lighter and looser in texture. That's right. Interesting. I think all of these things are slightly more like family resemblance concepts, and you're giving them credit for. I think there's probably a lot more crossover than. Yeah. Well, that's what you think. You don't even know what a balm is. Uh, it's like a it's like a bread roll that you have um, uh, fried potato and pea wet in. I beg your pardon. <laughs> do you remember the smack balm pea wet? Oh god, yeah, no, I do. I kind of, I kind of uh, yeah. erased that from my uh, yeah, no. from my mental well, museum. You, you, you're not welcome in Wigan. Never had a never had a pie in a bat. But it's true. I'm not welcome in Wigan. But that's not why. No, <laughs> after the incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, if you've got to be not welcome somewhere, Wigan probably not a bad shout. Yeah, it could be worse, couldn't it? It could be. It could be a lot worse. Well, not Wigan. <laughs> Wigan, <laughs> Wigan would struggle to be much worse. But did you visit Wigan when you were in York? Is Wigan near York? I mean, it's not. It's not a million miles. Okay, Wigan's, you know, you... Wigan's in Lancashire, and York's in Yorkshire. So. Well, well, I know that York's in Yorkshire. I managed to get that much. Well, yeah. No, Wigan. <laughs> Wigan is northwest, and York is northeast. But Wigan is like nearer. It's like between Manchester and Liverpool. It's like around there. I feel like if I say any more, I will. I will. I will anger. A couple of hours in the car, an hour in the car. I don't oh, know. well, that's not very far, is it? No. Yeah. And Yorkshire's big. Yorkshire's a big boy. It is. What, it we, is what, big. Were, you, what were you doing in York? Just visiting, seeing the Minster. I was there for a, a, a uh, an engagement to function. <laughs> it was nice. I like it. Were you meeting the, a king those, or something? Uh, it sounds right. It's got the walls. I always appreciate a, a walled yeah, city. Yeah, a walled city is good. You get, you know, like where's the city? It's like it's inside that wall. Very mm. clean. Yeah, yeah. You get, yeah, get asked about your business when you go through the portcullis. Mm-hmm. Well fortified. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't love a portcullis? Mm. A barbican? Yeah. yeah, I'm all about that. A, a keep. I would love a keep. Yep. Mm. I'd, I'd like to, have one I'd like to on get one to your terraced house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all the places where some dude's head got put after they were yeah. executed. Oh, that is because that is a question, isn't it? What do you do with the heads afterwards? You've got to have a sort of storage system. Medieval Marie Kondo is there. <laughs> what does this one spark joy? No, get get rid of it. You know, whether yeah, it's, it would be unfortunate if you didn't have enough spikes for all of your heads. You know, that would be. Well, that's why you have to start making some tough decisions mm. about whose head is looking good, whose head is not looking so good. Yeah. I presume there's there's definitely a temporal element to it. You know, it's a sort of rotation of you've got to have fresh heads. Well, there is actually um there is actually an organization. They're very good. Um they uh mm. they actually compost your old heads. So they come round once a mm. week, you just pay a small subscription and they just take the heads off the pikes. Yeah. And uh and you're helping the environment. So I, I've heard though that you perfect. pay for that, but then actually they then subcontract it out and what ends up happening is all your heads get set set light to on a beach in Turkey somewhere. Oh, oh that is a shame. It all that ends is up a shame. All in landfill. Yeah. All in yeah. landfill. <laughs> landfill heads. <laughs> Only real that, landfill that is heads. Genuinely, I think one of the most horrifying images that I am a, I am able to have. I've got a bit of a thing about that as well. <laughs> it was the plastic of its day. The yeah. head. Um yeah, so scaring the turtles, <laughs> yeah, etc. That's right. Meanwhile, Elaine's plotline is that she is dating an orchestra conductor who likes to be called the Maestro, mm-hmm. um, inventor of the Visa card, the Maestro. Yeah, um, and he, his real name is Bob. He comes into the story because he turns up to give Kramer this ointment, balm, mm-hmm. cream, etc. Infuriating and- Kramer's lawyer. Yeah, and uh, and Elaine bumps into it. Now, how does Kramer know the maestro? That was the bit I missed out on. Uh, It's not supposed to be relevant. You don't don't need to know. Kramer knows everybody. Mm. He's a man about town. He is a man about town. Kramer has a very, very established and broad social network. He's a man of diverse interests. You got Bob Sacramento. Exactly, who you never meet, which is a real shame. You never meet him. So it's up to you to, to decide what he looks like. Mm. Mm. Okay, interesting. You guys should uh, pitch this episode as the tar tie-in. I ha- people love talking about tar. I haven't, se- I haven't oh, yes. seen it. The discourse so- movie. Have you seen tar? <laughs> so I folks. don't. I genuinely don't know what that means. But I'm assuming that it's funny. It's a movie about a conductor. She's played by Kate yeah. Blanchett. Everyone calls her mm. Maestro. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's it's the talk of awards. Yeah, season. no, no. I yeah. so so I hear. I, I was wondering about going to see it, but it is also three hours long, and you know my rule. Yeah, that is a long movie. I'm not sitting down for three hours. I spoke to us. <laughs> it was wait. It was. It's absurd. It's it's supernaturally yeah, like, long. That's that's <laughs> it's just, up there with the Oliver Stone Alexander. That's just oh no. Well, nothing. Nothing is as long as that. Nothing feels as long as that film feels. There is. I have never seen a film which has managed to so closely replicate the experience of being in a K hole. <laughs> It's one, wor- one of the worst evenings of my entire it's life. Like the, when it's we like that. The, the vomit comet, but for a K hole. Yeah, it can simulate the precise yeah. sensation. I am um, a raindrop on a window. I've been there for a thousand years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing too because uh, the three hour cut of JFK, also by Oliver Stone, goes by instantly. Yeah, I love that movie. That's one of the fastest three hours in film, up there with Wolf of Wall Street. So it's, so so it's so it's the kind of the two genders of Oliver Stone. It's his yin, it's his yang. Together, they, that's what we should have done. We should have watched JFK and then Alexander, and then we would have watched it in its correct completeness. That would have been engendered kind of universal balance. Now, the Macedonian government <laughs> would have you believe that uh, Alexander was struck by some kind of magic arrow. 
passing through the neck of the horse here before lodging in his uh, uh, hip. Well, as we as we yeah. said in the Alexander episode, I think that the insane reception that Oliver Stone received to JFK is uh, like sent him around the bend. Uh, it's the only mm. explanation for for the three and a half hour monstrosity that is 2004's yeah. Alexander. You go so mad, you have to cast Colin Farrell as Alexander the Great <laughs> yeah. against all your better instincts. Like that's honestly that should be a diagnostic criterion, surely. It's in that that manual, whatever it's called. Yeah, the yeah. big book, the big DSM book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's big. also it's called it's called the big DSM book. It says it on the cover. Yeah, the big the big book of mental. My yeah. big book of DSM. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yes, she she's dating the maestro. She's kind of she's on the fence about calling him the maestro, but insists on it, and then she gets into it. It's it's kink. you know what? No, I first of all, yeah, it is. It's mm. conductor play. Conductor and I don't. And I don't want to be. And I don't want to be involved in conductor play without my consent, personally. And you make him go and put on the little tailcoat. Do they? They don't have to wear a tailcoat. Not all conductors do. No, but I think a lot of orchestral events are white. Well, why tie. the hell wouldn't you not? What? That, that's why you would become a conductor and wear the little outfit like, uh, like Bugs Bunny in the in the classic mm. short. There's no other reason to to stand there with the fucking stick in mm. your hand. You can have him in the bunny ears as well. well okay. Well, okay. Well, we'll come back to that. I think there's another good reason to become a conductor, and this is because I have a real, just a real hankering for telling violinists what to do. And I just every time I see a violinist, I'm just like, I wanna, I wanna give you, I wanna give you some orders, and I feel like they won't take orders from me unless I have the stick. Mm. Just following orders, the violinist's defence. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I find <laughs> that's correct. I know there's a reason why they have conductors, but. I do, I do find the concept of the conductor a bit suspicious because I feel like everyone, they're all musicians. They're all reading ah, the yeah, sheet no, no, music. This is the thing. I thought this as well until I started yeah. watching the, uh, the uh, reality TV show where they got celebrities to pretend to be conductors. Right. One of them had that, to get on a bus. That was, as, yeah, that's Anthony right. Costa from Blue on the yeah. back of the route master. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was on uh, the Baltimore to Ohio. Mm. Mm. Dangerous route. You want to be doing that. Um, Definitely is if you're a violinist. Uh, the, I, 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 I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but there is a, a return appearance by the maestro in an episode around here, okay. uh, and it goes into exactly what the conductor mm. does with the the punchline. Yeah, so, no, 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 okay. no, 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 that, that is true. Right. I've I've seen it all. Um, Milo hasn't. That's the. It's a very it, it's a very like auntie coded I think job the conductor, the sort of like the silent gesturing, being like you over there. Well, if you see an orchestra that is not being well conducted, mm. you it's like it's astonishing how like weird and draggy it sounds. It sounds like uh it sounds like a kind of walkman that's like running out of batteries. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> String up at the timpani guy at the back, you fucking Come on, watch you, it. You fucking I fucking see you with your big drums. Yeah. Tosser. <laughs> you hit that at the wrong time again. Yeah, they're actually doing sign language the whole time. You're yeah. fucking a wanker. Wanker. <laughs> Conductor is just giving everyone the finger is a funny bit. Like, look, at, look at you with your fucking clarinet. What is that? Yeah. That's a fucking recorder for show-offs. Well, because he believes he'll get the best out of them by riling them up. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one, a calm man has never played good oboe. You've got to be oh, ready to is, kill. This is more of your anti-oboe sentiment. This I don't is not, have anti-oboe no, This sentiment. is not the first time that you've started going on about people who play the oboe. What? Have you, have you had a stroke? 
The oboes, that's a double yeah, read. Those are to hard to play. I, I'm immediately being shown up on my oboe knowledge here. I see but Matt is an oboe <laughs> expert. Um, I've never spoken well, about the oboe before. That's why we asked before. him on. I don't we, know what you're talking we about. We had a whole conversation about it. What? Did I, did I dream having a conversation with you about the oboe? And you were being really weirdly aggro about the oboe? I mean, this that, is a possibility. now that you're now saying I'm this out loud, I feel like that, that is <laughs> a likely I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It might have been, might have been a dream. Well, anyway, so Elaine is dating the conductor. Yeah, um, and he wants her to call him the maestro. Yeah, I, th- I fully support this. Some men want to be called daddy. Other men want to be called I, the if, maestro. If I, if I had a, if I had a job that people could stand to say out loud without embarrassing themselves, podcast tricks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would absolutely insist on being called by my by my title. If I was a doctor, I, I'd make people call me doctor. Right. For sure. What an informal scenario. Absolutely. Constantly. The more informal, the better. Yeah. I want everyone to call me doctor. In fact, if I thought I could get away with that, I'd get people to call me doctor now. All right, doctor. Yeah. Be not even not ever using the surname, but just doctor. Yeah, that's right. The doctor. The doctor. No, not the yeah, doctor. That's no. a that's a nerd thing. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want that. No. No. Okay, right. Well, we've what about you, a lot. Matt? Would you like people to call you podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, try to get away from that. <laughs> that sounds like an insult. Podcast oh, derogatory. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not a name I feel comfortable with either. No, no, no. It's a bit like, can you keep your voice down? Don't call me that. That's our word. Yeah, it's actually don't, don't a slur po- don't that we're Podcaster with a hard R. How dare you? <laughs> Podcaster with a bunch of asterisks in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I think the funniest job um, to insist on being called by the title is like probably pilot. I think if a pilot insisted on being called pilot, that'd be funny. Oh yeah, um, that is that. Yeah, that is quite funny. Um, but don't they get they get called captain, don't they? Yeah, that's why it would be funny to insist right, that okay. they could be called pilot. But, you know, I did recently learn that the lowest the lowest uh, pilot rank in the RAF, i.e., i.e. officer rank, mm-hmm. is um, is flying officer. So your title is flying officer, whatever, which I just found very because it's so literal. So yeah, he flies plane. Yeah. That's him. At the most basic level, like you know, you got you've got one experience point, and that's you. You're flying officer. Do you think anyone ever tries to get called the rank of uh, of whoever they're playing on on like Call of Duty or something? Oh, that could be fun. If they've Amongst logged, the if, other they've, nerds, if they've logged yeah. enough hours as a real yeah yeah. Well, if you if you do enough, if you get enough points on Call of Duty, you sort of you get to be in the army. Yeah, <laughs> like you kind of you you, you advance yeah, out of Call of Duty. Yeah, but it's like a kind yeah. of red letter day of being in the army. Oh well, like a virgin experience. Yeah, like a virgin yeah. experience. It really would be a virgin experience <laughs> in the case of some of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I can I can see that. The sort of thing that your sister might get you for your birthday. <laughs> now, hang on a minute. <laughs> Which sister? <laughs> Sort of thing one of my sisters might get me for my birthday. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so... If you had to be called a title, Matt, what would you like it to be? What would you go with? I mean, Doctor is very classy. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Captain, though, is very fun. Insouciant. Mm. Yeah. Feel like swashbuckling. Yeah, doc- Doctor's hard to disprove, but it can be disproved. Captain, basically impossible. If you say you're a captain, you've got no choice but captain to agree. Of industry. Yeah, fine. The captain of podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm yeah. the captain of this podcasting ship. In Kentucky, here in the United States, uh, they throw they every. It's very easy to get uh, become a colonel, mm. like Colonel yeah, Sanders, like colonel, for example. <laughs> yeah. Colonel Sanders, lately discussed the off colonel this show. Santa. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's so much lore about Colonel Sanders. Like, yeah, I know we've t- we've talked like the about cursed it. Japanese baseball team. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Who like they destroyed a statue of Colonel Sanders and suppose and they were supposedly didn't win a game for like eight years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they thought uh, he, he was involved powers. in a shootout that killed a man. It was Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he ran a gas station before he invented his his technique. Before he invented the chicken, does not really have anything to do with the spices. Mm. Is the cooking technique he he did uh, pressure cooking, which allowed for uh, large volume frying of chicken, which otherwise was difficult to do, and made that kind of fast service fried chicken hard to accomplish. Mm. He had a gas station, and he was in a price war with another gas station, uh, and him and like one of his associates went over. Uh, to confront them for like fucking with their sign or something, and they got a shootout, and a guy got killed, and he was acquitted because it was uh, self defense. Huh. wow! Oh, that's something to, that's something to add to our uh, our Colonel Sanders document. Not you, really, you really do love the United States, I think. Mm. You know, you have to because the the element of like getting in it, like rival gas stations getting into a shootout over prices, is like that is. You see, in in the UK, like that sort of thing would happen, but it would be much more pathetic. There would be like a CCTV video of someone kicking over someone's sign. And then someone coming out of the store and like hitting him over the head with like one of those like ice scrapers for a car windscreen or something. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be some yelling. You couldn't do much damage with one of those. They just made a yeah. plastic. Then the police would turn up with their thumbs in their stab vest and say like, there's been an altercation between two gentlemen, <laughs> um, for myself and PC Shufflesworth attending the city. Like, it just wouldn't be. There's, there's honor in dying in a gas station shootout, I think. Well, not a lot of people know this, but Bernie Sanders' name is not Bernie Sanders. He was sponsored by KFC, <laughs> so he was obliged to change his name, and now yeah. it's sort of stuck. Yeah, that is that is the danger of having a marketing gimmick. You know, mm-hmm. you can be stuck with it at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, um, and, and Bernie Sanders <laughs> paid the price. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, and he, they won't even tell him what the spices are. <laughs> he's asked. No he's one gets. In, to he's know. put in an FOI request. Yeah, do you reckon they've lost the, the original document and now they're just having to cover for it? You know, well, there never were any spices. Just kind it's of the script, contention. It was all about the script, pressure cooking, really. Scribble no... on the back of the of a fag packet somewhere. Mm. I like, yeah, yeah, I think they did. They te- they they examined the KFC fried chicken once, and it's just salt, pepper, and MSG. Ah, oh, well, that's disappointing. Taking on secret techniques from China, Colonel Sanders claims to be American. No record of him before 1970. What, so what your Colonel Sanders? He was learning now. chicken cooking in China. <laughs> uh-huh. He came over here to give us all his Chinese chicken. It's a bit, it's a grand conspiracy. I don't know. That's no, no, no. I like this. That's why. Okay. That's why I'm looking at you like this because yeah. I'm encouraging you to continue. That's, that's why you're silently looking on <laughs> as I do this uh, Trump chicken bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Colonel Sanders' Bertha is like a fun. If you're going to be a Bertha for someone, I think that's a fun. Yeah. One. Yeah. I think I think it's fun to be a Bertha for like members of the royal family. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, to be fair, that's not even really a conspiracy. It's just like, oh, yep, German. Not all of them. Yeah. Um. The the, the fact that Princess Michael of Kent's dad was an SS officer and she was born in the Sudetenland that's a pretty good one. Well, she's another example of a of a of a branding partnership that went wrong. She was uh, sponsored by St Michael's. And so that's why she <laughs> what, uh, the M and S clothing brand. Yeah, but then that, yeah. but then it shut down. Yeah, 
And, uh, they've brought it back. Oh, have they? they have. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. In, isn't in, it? New, in fantastic news for aunties everywhere. <laughs> for aunties everywhere. Was it even the clothing? It was. It was. A, it was a. It was a food line as well. St. Michael's. You yeah, I think get, it like, was just a brand was like, name that they it was, had. Yeah, it was yeah. like kind of. It was a sort of diffusion line. Is it? This is sorry. This Matt, is this, this, is, yeah, this, this is, is like British deep supermarket chat. British, yeah, there's a, there's like a fancy supermarket store in the UK called Marks and Spencer, and they. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, one. okay, yeah, and it, it's kind of like a, a combo, yeah, food and store where they, you know, it's where you get your bits. Yeah, motherfuckers love getting sandwiches at stores. They do store sandwiches. They really do. And they and so Marks and Spencer's like, you know, you might go there for like some nice food at Christmas, but also your mum might buy some of her clothes there. That's like a classic. And they used to have this brand, St. Michael. My mum doesn't many buy her there. clothes though. But it's a classic <laughs> mum place. It's to, a bit, yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a mum place. Although they tried to have it, they tried to do a bit of a kind of creative rebrand. Yeah. To be fair, some of their clothes aren't bad. But then, but then recently I saw they were selling jumpers that said St. Michael on them as though uh, like, like they were trying to like supreme the St. Michael brand. On the front huh. of the hilarious, like I was like, I don't. Who's buying this? I'm fascinated. Well, but. old Princess Michael of Kent is now stuck representing them forever. Yeah. Every person she meets goes goes. What isn't that a boy's name? And then yeah. she says, a, and then she says a slur in response. Yeah. That's why she's never invited anywhere. What I do want though is one of the Costco Kirkland signature hoodies that say Kirkland signature on the front. That's what I'm trying to find. I don't know what that is. Ah, oh, there you go. You're not a Costco head, you see. No, I. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> what would I need to do to become a Costco head? Get go a to Costco. Card, yeah. I don't want a membership card. No, I don't want to go down that route. Great pizza. That's not what, no, that's not what I want my life to be like. I don't yeah. want a Costco card ever. All right. Okay. Ever. Cheap petrol. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good um, good things about Costco in my opinion. Yeah. Well, clearly we've got off track here. Look. Milo Costco <laughs> Edwards. That's yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm sponsored by Costco. I'm a, I'm a Costco athlete. Um, <laughs> I am. They're sending me to the world championships of eating a slice of pizza in your car. Um, now, uh, I, the plot of this episode, I feel like I've I've become entangled in a web here. Okay, so yeah. the maestro then um, is talking to Jerry about how he has a house in Tuscany, and Jerry says, "Oh, that's oh, great. That's it. It's supposed to be beautiful." And the maestro says, "Well, there's no there's 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 nothing available, so don't even don't even try finding your own." On your own place He's in Tuscany. Gatekeeping Tuscany. He's gatekeeping Tuscany, and Jerry becomes obsessed with uh, with disproving this, and also proving that uh, that the maestro mm. is trying to keep him out of Tuscany. Uh, he, the maestro is actually doing a reverse psychology thing, and he's taking money from the Tuscan tourist board. What to, to make tell it seem contrarian people that they can't go to Tuscany, oh, what, like, so that they will like, then like super clubs like deliberately keep. A, queue of people waiting outside so yeah, it looks exactly. exclusive but there's no one in that no one in there yeah not that many not not so many that you need people waiting outside yeah i i, I know what i meant i know what i meant we're fine we're good yeah. he's trying to turn tuscany into Bergheim. they've had to get a piss guy well they've they've already got a piss guy in tuscany have they yeah yeah he's a historic landmark <laughs> he's like in a fountain yeah like a gothic fountain actually yeah. it's not in tuscany that there's the, the there's the pit there's the pissing boy no that, that's belgium it. yeah only the Belgians would be into that kind of kink. Yeah, it seems very it seems very Belgian behaviour to me. I don't know what that means. I don't know what Belgian behaviour is. Drinking rose water uh, flavoured beer. Uh, Google Mark Dutroux to find out more about Belgian behaviour. Oh, oh, isn't yeah. that isn't that the actually I'm not gonna guess who that is in case I'm in case I'm very wrong. Is that who I think it is? Uh- He's the, uh, the the child murderer. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, no, a I... procurer yeah. for uh like the gladio 
yes psychos and- yes this is who i thought it was um but i didn't want to say it in case it made me sound insane <laughs> <laughs> you know what they have it you know what they got to belgium chocolate and child abuse and they only use the chocolate to get to the kids <laughs> mm. it is true yeah. Such a cracker. But it's you know, you see, back in the day, they also had imperial crimes, but they've not even got that anymore. It's just the chocolate and child abuse now. They have some uh, some World War One sites. Yeah. A couple of big cycling races. Yeah. Yeah. The EU, they got that. They have, yeah. They, 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 they <laughs> Throbbing nerve centre of the EU. Yeah. 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 Um, good. So, yeah, that, there's, that Jerry ends up seeing a mafia guy to ask. Who if is Poppy's cousin? Right, okay. The tangled web of Now, Seinfeld. what is unclear is why Poppy would ever have anything to do with Jerry ever again. That's mm. not that's not made clear. But uh, Costanza makes a not unreasonable point, which is, well, you're going to Tuscany? And Jerry says, no, I'm not. And uh, Costanza says, well, then what do you care? Yeah. Which is true. Um, I, years ago, when I was a kid, we went on a family holiday mm-hmm. and um, to Bologna, which is very yeah. nice. Classic. I, rec- I recommend Bologna. Um, mm. If you're looking for looking for a little city break, it's a lovely place to go. And the home of the source. One of my um, one of my one of my relatives um, developed this fixation with trying to stop people from going to Ravenna, which you can you can mm. get to but from to Ravenna from Bologna, like it takes like an hour on the train. Um, and Ravenna's mine. That was sort like, of like the tree of knowledge. He's like, look, that was any of the northern of Italian it? cities are fine, but not Ravenna. But it got to a point where if he overheard strangers saying that they were thinking of doing a day trip to Ravenna, he would like stick his face between them and say, you know, there's only one train back, train back a day. There's only one. And if you miss that train, then you are stuck. You are stuck in Ravenna. And you'll be up shit creek, stuck in Ravenna. Stuck in Ravenna. And because obviously this was before you could you had a supercomputer in your pocket and could very mm. easily check whether or not this was true. So they just sort of would go, oh, oh, well, thank you very much for telling me. And we, and the rest of us would say like, but you can get to Ravenna and back really easily. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's extremely difficult to get there and to get back. People need to be told. People need to be told. Ravenna's And I mine. think it was because he was trying to keep Ravenna to himself. Mm. Mm. He's trying to keep Ravenna pure. Yeah. I don't want everyone else having their way with Ravenna. Pure for the pissing boy of Ravenna. Yeah. 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 He is the main attraction. I don't. That that is fascinating. You, you do. You you do know a lot of peculiar people. <laughs> I don't think any of my relatives have ever tried to gatekeep an Italian city, but it, it's it's fascinating to see that. It's very nice, Ravenna. Well, there you in, go. All, I, in, in all fairness, I sort it, of see, I sort of see his point. If you get, well, lots of people don't come back due to the train situation. <laughs> yeah. Go over to Ravenna. They like well. There's no going back. May as well just may as well just stay here. Yeah, it's a sort of repository of lost travellers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he talks to this mafia guy, and the mafia guy is like, "Yeah, there are houses to rent in Tuscany. You can have rent this, mine." You can rent this one. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, "No, I was just inquiring as to whether one could, in theory, rent a house in Tuscany. Not." How did you feel about the bit where uh, Elaine sings some Verdi in a bratty way? Is it Verdi or is it Vivaldi? I can't remember. I'm I'm not one sure. Of the you're asking the wrong one person. One of the big V's. Matt, do you know? I think she says Verdi. Etc. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. A, it's a banger. A banger. Wait for the drop. Oh, when that comes on in the club. Oh boy. Everyone in the queue is going mental. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, I was kind of watching it in a bit of a hurry, so I don't uh, know okay. if it did anything to me or she not. She does a kind of, she does a sort of bratty face when she's singing along to Bratty her. face. Yeah, she does a bratty face. Bratty, bratty face, classical music. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason okay. that it shows you that it's not because it's not because of the al- it's not because of anything I've searched for. It's just the algorithm. That's right, why. Yeah, that's sure. why my front page is all all bratty faced classical music. All bratty. All bratty faced opera. That's why. Yeah. So yeah, she's shagging the maestro. Meanwhile, Kramer ends up. He takes a ridiculously low settlement from the coffee company because he interrupts them in the middle of offering him free coffee and fifty thousand dollars to just take free coffee. Yeah. Um. And you feel like free coffee is the last thing you'd want. Having been injured by a coffee, would he not have a sort of Pavlovian response? Oh, a well, fear it's the dark mistress, isn't it? He can't quit it. He tries. Mm. You think, yeah. Maybe it's like that. Uh, it's got like Stockholm Syndrome for coffee. Mm-hmm. And so then he becomes sort of addicted to coffee because he keeps getting free coffees. So he's like hopped up on caffeine all the time. Yeah. Well, this whole episode was paid for by the tea lobby. Showing what, the dangers of coffee. What stuffed full of anti-coffee propaganda. Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am interesting. <laughs> I personally, I can't. I can't drink more than two coffees a day. Even two can be pushing it. A okay. second coffee is risky. You never know which direction it's going to go in. You don't want to end up like I, heart palpitations, sweating. Like that's not a get heart palpitations from drinking coffee. I mean, I might be exaggerating a bit, but you know, the, the, the sort of like the high blood pressure kind of like. Should you go to the doctor? Feeling a bit too real from this one. Bit too real. Yeah. <laughs> Colours are very bright. Not, not from having like one coffee or usually no. two, but if I have like three in a day, the third one will be a bit like, okay, we're fucking. I'm gonna chew some glass. Yeah, we're we're riding the world. I'm gonna go outside now. and start a fight with a dog. Yeah, why not? Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. It knows what it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's um. That's an interesting window into yeah. your current. Sadly, we can't invade your man into this discussion as, a, as a coffee yeah, abstainer. As a coffee abstainer. Yeah, teetotal. Yeah. Um, that's not what teetotal means, is it? No, it isn't. It's spelled differently. Spelled differently. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled differently. Um. Yeah. Teetotal comes from the uh, a um, um, from a uh, uh, alcohol abstinence group in the early 20th century, and it, it tea stands for total. Oh. Abstinence from alcohol, so that's so what it's total totals. But it's yeah, but yeah, it's exactly. With an e though, so it's total abstinence. So like, was it was it a New Zealand person who came up with it? Oh, because they spelled like T E E, like T-shirt. Yeah, Isn't I don't it? know if that's just to elucidate that it's There's the sound T. I don't think it's an acronym. Ta total. That's what it should be. Ta. <laughs> Ta total. Thanks very much, total. Lydia Ta total. Oh, no, Lydia Tartotal. There, yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't listen to any orchestral music anymore. Can't be trusted. Knitting the threads together. I'm in a twelve-bar program. So was this the, <laughs> was this the, was this the Temperance Society or was this a different crowd? Yeah, the Temperance uh, Society. Okay. Yeah, the Temperance Society. It's, it is a very funny name for a society to be like. Well, the main thing we believe in is not going too far. <laughs> we can all in almost all things. <laughs> We take the view of the. We're sort of Aristotelian. Mm. We're, we favor the golden mean. I mean, it makes sense because that's really all you could ask at that point, because people were drinking mm. so much. It's very hard for a modern audience to understand how much the average, certainly yeah. American, drank uh, at the turn of the twentieth century. Uh, I think I think people will say that prohibition failed, and obviously uh, it did not sustain mm. itself as a 
a legal framework, but after prohibition, uh, drinking like just the raw amount that people drank did drop mm. considerably. Well, the, the origins of the t- the origins so it had of, an effect. The, of the kind of the UK version of the temperance movement was like was much older, and it's from and it's from when it was really really hard to get like safe drinking water. So it was at, it was a lot safer to drink very weak beer as like just mm. what you're having to drink. Yeah. Um, and that was like, and that kind of the origin of craft ale there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah the uh, medieval session. That's what that's called. But yeah. well, well, that is interesting because it's like now I, I think if you're if you're European and you go to the states, it's surprising actually how like much of a faux pas a lot of drinking it. Like it's much more like of a like a dirty thing in mm. America. Like whereas in like I, I don't know, like the amount of like I've I have some American relatives and like. That none of them let their kids even have like a glass of wine at home until they're twenty one, and I'm just mm. like, this is this is crazy. And then you go to France, and they're putting it in the bottles. Yeah, that's right. You got you got. A, <laughs> I'm actually injecting it into <laughs> my wife's tit to make sure that the some kids kind of a balance. I don't know why the Frenchman sounds like a geezer. <laughs> yeah, why is why is this a yeah, French I'm geezer? I'm fucking French, and I. <laughs> yeah, love pate. Have a little bit of vino me, blanco mistress. for the baby. Blanco is Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> I only like Spanish wine. Well, what? but, ge- well, but like Giza, a geezer would call it vino blanco, as well. You know, right? Yeah, as well. You know, Van Blanc. Van Blanc, exactly. Yeah, little bit of Van Blanc played for Arsenal. Lovely little <laughs> bit of Van Blanc played. Brown eyed girl, blinding. <laughs> Van Morrison. Yeah, Great. that's right. There we go. Yeah. There we go. We're doing really well. We're so close. We're we so are, close we to are the end. Close. Yeah, and so. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, no, no, and then it, and then obviously that kind of bumped up against, uh, bumped up against the church. I, I, I listened to an episode of In Our Time about this, so I speak from knowledge. Mm. Um, basically, if I if I know anything esoteric, it is because I've listened to Melvin Bragg yelling at some academics <laughs> Melvin, about it. Melvin Bragg, I the love inv- Melvin Bragg, the inventor of humility. That's right. Yeah, I fucking love Melvin Bragg. This is a this is a Melvin Bragg if you're listening, shout Melvin. out. If you're listening, Melvin. I know you're a fan. Yeah, this is we're gonna rig the Phoebe Roy fucker fan contest for Melvin Bragg. <laughs> God, I feel like he'd collapse into dust if you shagged him. Okay, first, first of all, a fucker fan contest is not to reward me with a fan of my choosing. No, that's it's, why you're rigging the it. For them. No, that's what I'm saying. You're rigging the fucker fan okay. contest so that Melvin Bragg wins. Well, my interest in him is not sexual. It is. It's. <laughs> it's, it's intellectual. Intellectual I and emotional. You, Melvin, <laughs> that it is entirely uh, intellectual. It is, yeah. I'm not after you. If you try and get him on, we could. Yeah, I'm sure he'd have a lot to say. Matt, are you familiar with Melvin Bragg? Uh, no, I actually no, just okay, googled him here, uh, okay. and it says uh, it's got his his CV and everything, and then it says under children, it's got three kids: Elisa, uh, Maria, Elisa Bragg, Alice Bragg, Tom Bragg, and Unknown daughter Bragg. <laughs> Unknown daughter Bragg. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Well, Bragg, a, a daughter. That's a very mean name to give your child. Unknown daughter. Why well, does it does it go into any detail as to why she's unknown? Uh, I don't think so. so I guess like it's a just secret. there's a kid that has never been uh, publicly named. Huh. So I'm, t- I'm so curious as to how the Wikipedia editors know that there is this Bragg Bragg daughter, but they don't know her name. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Yeah, if you got an unknown all, daughter, all... then by definition, you're not aware of her. So how are you putting her in the Wikipedia page? Yeah, it's mm. a kind of Schrodinger's daughter. It's quite Rumsfeldian, you know. The, it's a known yeah, unknown. Yeah, you got known daughters and unknown daughters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
That's, well, that was that's what the Iraq quite... War was about. They were trying to find Melvin Bragg's daughter. That was qu- that's quite an unsettling way of describing someone. It's like it's like you know, with like every every famous family that has lots of famous Doom siblings, of the unknown or, daughter <laughs> always has like one non-famous one oh, who they like kind the of keep child, in the loft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they keep in a loft on a chain and has fur and a mm. beak. Yeah, like um, like the missing Hemsworth. The unknown Hemsworth. Missing Hemsworth. Yeah, Tor- Torgo uh, Hemsworth, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. And um, yeah, it's Boo Radley Hemsworth. Guard. There's so many of them. There's, there's definitely at least... What Do you not remember when we looked up the Skarsgårds? And there was one guy who is famous who's called Skarsgård, but he's not a Skarsgård. He's like, he just has the same surname by... No, he's called Sarsgård. Peter Sarsgård. He's a different guy. Sarsgård is not a Skarsgård. Oh, was that the case? He's not Different. a Skarsgård. Not, not, not to be confused with the Skarsgårds, of which there are like 10. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like an off-brand Skarsgård. So we're having a conversation about whether or not Bill was was a baddie, was one of the baddie Skarsgårds. I don't know. My knowledge of the Skarsgårds is limited. It's limited. Again, this was female arcana. Like All the girls this around is, the table is, had a lot of opinions about is, the Skarsgårds. This is female arcana, and that's and fine. Like, I'll accept Stella, that. There are others. Yeah, but Skellen's like the original. He's like the kind of, the, well, he's the petri he dish. He's the most critically acclaimed. And the rest of them are the spores. Yeah. He's not the most critically acclaimed, is he? I've always been more of a Mads Mikkelsen man when it comes to the Scandinavian actors. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just... Yeah. Look, this, is, <laughs> this has been a tangent. Um, do, you have, do you have a favourite Scandinavian actor, man? Uh, uh, I like Stellan a lot. He's cool. He's, he's always very mm-hmm. menacing, which I appreciate. Uh, his yeah. kid, I think his Bill, most menacing performance Bill, is in a... the younger Skarsgård's son, mm. who's Pennywise. I think I find mm. him interesting because he's like really weird looking, and that's why he's in mm. things. Uh, mm. And I just wonder how he feels about that, you know, knowing that he has a job because he looks like an anime person if they were in real life. Unlike Melvin Bragg, people are not interested in him for his intellect. Mm. It's just for his weird for his face. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's sexy. Bill Skarsgård. Right. Well, mm. there you go. Bill, Bill and Melvin, if you're both listening. Yeah. Um, Melvin, do you want to chat? Yeah. And Bill, do, do you want to? Well, we won't go into that, but, you know. <laughs> um, entirely Bill Skarsgård looks like board. a ventriloquist dummy that's been brought to life. But a sexy one. Like a sexy one. <laughs> I'd yeah. put my hand up him. Ventriloquist. I mean, yeah. don't act like that was apropos <laughs> of nothing. I'm Just going to. Phoebe, I'm going to act Phoebe's like that's pulling, apropos of Phoebe's nothing. Phoebe's pulling a face. I am pulling a face. Um, Anyway, the denouement of the episode is uh, Jerry and Kramer go on a holiday to Tuscany. Why he takes Kramer with him, I don't know. And Why wouldn't you? Elaine and the maestro are already there. Kramer's staying one in the of those maestro's people house. who will who will know who will know people in every single place that you go to. Mm. He'll know about he all the, the he'll know about all the little tutorials. Would he Kramer? knows about the secret train back from Ravenna. He knows about the secret train. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Elaine and the maestro are like not best pleased to see that they're like moving in opposite them. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah, as as you wouldn't be, as you wouldn't be if you'd gone on a nice little romantic break to a Tuscan villa, and then your fucking friends showed up. The worst. <laughs> wouldn't be that happy. I wouldn't be happy about that. No, no. Yeah. Unless your friends were Melvin Bragg and Bill Skarsgård. Oh well, that would be that would be great. That would be an extremely mm. peculiar evening. It really would. <laughs> it would be a meeting of the minds. Um, yeah. Well, I think that about tears it. I think well, that about tears. Well, there's it. one other thing that happens. Oh, yeah. They give the chair for the oh, security yeah, guard. So, yeah, yeah, And yeah. sure enough, there is a robbery of the clothing store. Very f- common thing in America, clothing store robberies. Mm. And yeah, when you know it, he's falling asleep in the chair. Yeah, you're quite, you're quite right. It's a so soporific once again, chair. 
uh, George makes everything worse for everyone. Yeah. Although, like, it's because it's an because it, it is this an is interesting an anti-union one. episode of the show. <laughs> it shows how when you give the workers an inch, actually, they, they stop will, doing their jobs. They will fall asleep on the job. It's an interesting one because it is an unusual Costanza storyline in that he is motivated entirely by generosity and empathy. Like it's, and he never is, or very, very, or very, very rarely. Mm. He really is trying to do something nice. Never let empathy get the better of you. That's the. Yeah, well, that's what Aristotle had to say for himself. Exactly. I guess, but I kind of think of it as him just creating another thing in his head to uh, pull him away from the the actual reality of marrying Susan. Yeah, Mm. also true. Also true. Like, oh, what a kind of people are these? They don't care that he doesn't have a chair. And that's just more of him trying to find another another thing as he like builds himself up to trying to get out of it. So he's trying to kind of like rack up points in the in the cons column and because hmm. she's so much she's so too good for him uh yeah. he's having to really really kind of grasp at straws she makes him buy a jazzy shirt it's a bright red shirt and he thinks it's too flashy george is the only member of the seinfeld cast who's desperately trying to climb back into plato's cave <laughs> he's like i don't care for the land of forms yeah oh give me the shadows give me the blue pill exactly says costanza yeah. I want to see. Yeah, he's uh, he's Cipher in the Matrix. Yeah. Who wouldn't take the blue pill? Like for God's sake! Ah, uh, people are damnably curious. You know, I'm not damnably curious. I'm damnably incurious, and I'm okay. proud of it. All right, I'm proud of it. I don't want to know. Mm. I don't want to know. But, yeah. like, it's probably it not looks, good to know. But I think most shit. people. Yeah, but you don't know it looks shit until you get yeah, out but there. You could get, but you could give it a pretty good so guess. It's a lot like you? Butlins give it in that way. Old, old or college try. They make it look good if in the someone, advertising. If someone says you take this pill and you will find out the truth, does that sound like the truth is fucking great? No, it doesn't. It sounds like the truth is horrible. The truth is awesome. You find out the <laughs> truth, and it's like everything's fine actually. <laughs> it's exactly the Everything same. You're, you're still in the same about. room. Yeah, is um, it's not, it's not a big uh, climate change is going to solve that. Don't worry about it. Turns out it was actually it was all a big coincidence and it just went away. Turned out his head just did that. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> the truth the about tr- the JFK assassination. It's just, it's just it just caved right in. His head his head just exploded and they had to backform a conspiracy <laughs> to make it less alarming to the public yeah. than the sort of head exploding phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. A lot less people spontaneously combust than they well, used to. I, That's what I, I ironically saying. enough, it was actually done by a hostile actor, but they would, but they'd finally managed to get the the goat staring thing working, and they just yeah, made yeah. his head explode. There you go. Mm. Yeah, one of the one goats. Of life's little it. ironies. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a, a goat, a goat doing revenge on the Kennedys. That is right. Yeah, for his funding. It was, a, it was a member of the um, member of the large goat crime family. That is right. Carrying out a hit on their rivals. And I think that, yeah. that does <laughs> that now. does tear it. That definitely tear it. does yeah, tear finally, it. Finally, we've torn it. We, we had an yeah. abortive tear, but that is now tearing it. Yeah. Um, so it remains for us only to thank Matt very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to plug to the loyal hogs of this show? Uh, I've been doing it everywhere. Hell on Earth, our 30 Years War pod is uh, at the Patreon. Please check it out. I act- We actually worked on this. It wasn't just us dicking around. Like we wrote things oh, down wow. and everything. Red books. Unlike the Thirty Years' War, which was a lot of dicking around. A lot of dicking Mostly around. Mostly dicking around, yes. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm going to listen to that because it sounds it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, check that out. Um and uh if you're listening to this, we have a Patreon, you can subscribe to it. It's three dollars a month for the bonus episodes, it's five dollars a month for the Discord of the movie corner, ten dollars a month if you want also the what's the deal 
miniseries. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. So, yeah, check out the uh, 30 Years War pod. Check that out, and we will see you. Oh, we're doing soon. a live show. Oh, yeah, we're doing a live show. Yeah, that, it's going to be very close to the date when this comes out. 28th February in London. Tickets are available. B movie. Alex Keeley is the guest. Check it out. Bye, everyone. Bye.